Hello, welcome to Time Warp Wife Ministries. I'm your host, Darlene Schacht. And I'm your co-host, Michael Schacht. And this is 5-Minute Marriage. Bible verse comes from Psalm 37, verse 4. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Ah, as I'm reading over this prayer, I see it's a lot. I know that you wrote this one. It's written very well. Thank you. It's good. Mm, I love it. Welcome. And it looks to me like it's about changing from the inside out. So if you're saying, Lord, I want to be a better husband, I want to be a better wife, then please fill my heart with desires that are pleasing to you. Give me an ever increasing desire to put you first. Lord, give me a desire to honor my spouse. It's talking about changing those things. Lord, change me. Let me be like clay in your hands and make me into the spouse that I should be. Right. It's all about transforming. It's the transformation um, from a non-believer to a believer to a person who is made in the image of Christ is, mm. is basically what we're looking at. And do you think it has sort of a progression through the prayer like that? Is that what you mean? Bit, yeah, it does very much. Um, and so here, I'm just going to read through this. Uh, to, okay, there's all kinds of words in here that, that really have a deep meaning. And so it says, help us to truly honor you, worship you, and give you glory. Well, those, those things, um, to honor God and to give God glory, you do that by the way you live. And so you honor God and you glorify God by, um, by living for him and being transformed into the image in, of Christ, which is his will for us. And so mm-hmm. that's what those things really mean. It doesn't mean, you know, to if you're in prayer and you raise your hands up and, you know, you're glorifying God. Well, if you're praying, but you're doing, you, you, your life hasn't changed, that transformation isn't there. Yeah. That is not truly giving God glory. God receives glory when we are living for him. James says a lot about that. And um, he says about saying one thing, but living another, you know, so we have to make sure that we never, never, never fall into into that kind of a category. Um, because not only James warns us, but it's it's throughout scripture that we need to make sure that our, that transformation is a legitimate one, is a real one. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, of that verse. It, it's throughout scripture, and, and it's said in different ways, but Matthew uh, 9.13, Jesus says, But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. And so I think also that's the kind of picture I have in my head. If we are... Um, in church, and we're lifting our arms, like you say, but we don't have mercy for the person sitting beside us or the person that we drove past on the way to church. If we don't have mercy for the people around us, then the sacrifice that we're offering is really empty, where it's not really a sacrifice of praise, unless we are living that we become that living sacrifice, right? Yeah, I mean, what we need to do um if see what happens is when when we are at a point where we are being transformed to the image of Christ and 
the sins that we used to practice are are gone. We're not practicing sin. And John makes a really strong point of saying, you can't practice sin. Okay, so Mm -hmm. you can't live in it. You cannot practice it. He says, if something were to happen that you do fall into a sin, confess your sin confess your sin. And so, so fine. So when we're at a point where we're living for God and, um, you know, and we are practicing righteousness, the righteousness of Christ is, is what we're practicing. Um, because that sin is now, you know, gone or almost gone, you know, so we're, we're definitely not practicing it anymore. But my point is, that empty space where that sin used to be is now filled by the by God's love that he poured out into our hearts. And that love is going to prompt us to pray for others because love, um, prayer for others is, um, is an act of love. And so that's what you feel is you feel a desire for people to to draw closer to God and to be part of that family, to live in peace and unity, um, and to have a strong church, not a fragmented church, not a weak church, um, but a very strong church and a joyous church. And that's where that kind of comes from is prayer for others so that they will be in that same, you know, in that same family, in a true church. Or also, I think that then could be applied to our marriage. Yeah. For Which sure. is really what we're talking about. Well, it's here. parallel, yeah. right? Like everything yeah. that happens within us is going to exactly mirror itself in our marriage, and that's the that's the whole point, I guess, of this of mm-hmm. this marriage prayer, is to say that every bit of change towards um, towards Christ is a change towards one another as well. It was going to just draw us closer. Yeah. You know, that that's the whole point. That reminds me of the marriage triangle. There's a graphic online that I have. So if you look up Time Warp Wife Marriage Triangle, you'll see it. But what it is is this triangle um, where the two bottom corners are a husband and wife and God is at the top. And so the closer you get up to the top, the closer you get to the Lord, you're getting closer oh, that's, together. That's a great analogy. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. a really, really good analogy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that, the idea of the triangle, because that's where you're meeting at one point, And the more you're striving toward that one point, you are growing closer together. So you should have started with that, because we may have then had a chance to hit the five-minute mark and not go way over. Wow.